You're listening to Behind the Design Podcast, your digital version of co-working that takes you behind the scenes on how to create an authentic brand, build an intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. I'm your host and brand guru, Olivia Silvestro, here to equip you with the tools to wake up every day doing what you love and make money doing it. I'm so excited you're here. Let's get to it. Hi, Olivia. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so glad to have you on today. Um, So for those of you who don't know, Liz is a marketing coach and consultant, and she also works with people in the health and wellness space. So I'm so excited to chat with you today about all things marketing and, you know, showing up authentically online and all that good stuff. Oh, I'm so excited to chat as well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Um, Okay, so before we get into all of it, tell me and the audience a little bit about you, your business, um, and kind of like your entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm. Yes, so I am a marketing coach and consultant, like you said. I set up my consultancy business two years ago, and I started coaching in around October, so just a few months ago. Um, and I help purpose-led women, like you say, predominantly in the wellness space. Um, that actually came about due to my last full-time employed job. So for three years, I was head of marketing at a global activewear brand and absolutely fell in love with all things wellness. It was such a huge integrated part of my life already but I was working in fashion prior to that. Um, So I worked in fashion marketing for years. That's what I studied at uni. That was just the path I went down. Thought I enjoyed it and probably did enjoy it to start off with. But then soon recognized that I felt desperately out of alignment. I just wasn't happy with the work I was doing. I wasn't actually a target customer of the brand so it was really difficult to get behind it yeah um you know I have these amazing discount codes (laughs) never used them so yeah just desperately out of alignment didn't feel like I was making a difference you know now I'm hugely into sustainability and I think back and I'm like no wonder I was working for fast fashion brands so (laughs) It's, it's just so many things were out of alignment. I didn't enjoy the people I was working with. You know, I did unfortunately work in a lot of uh, quite bitchy environments, big corporate companies where you just feel like you're, you know, like a tiny little cog in this machine. And anyway, fast forward, this job at the Activewear brand came up and um, it's a global brand, but it was brand new to the UK. So it gave me an opportunity to work in a startup. So really get to know what it was like to work in a, like a truly entrepreneurial setting and get to know the wellness industry, which is something I was hugely passionate about already. So it was like everything kind of aligned all of my skills and experience, all of the things I was passionate about. And then after three really great years there, my role was made redundant and that actually happened twice i won't go into all the boring details but uh the whole business kind of went under it was saved and then i got made redundant again and the first time i was like oh should i go freelance i explored it 
I had a, a like a freelance job offered to me and then they asked me back like so I was kind of rehired the second time it happened I was like right <laughs> now I have to make this thing happen like now is the time <laughs> yeah so you were kind of like thrown into entrepreneurship versus making the decision yourself yeah like the I was certainly really interested in the idea of doing it but I think I like, didn't really know what it looked like didn't really know that many people that were freelance or had their own businesses um did get to know a lot of people who set up their own businesses through working at the activewear brand you know people that had set up protein powders and snack bars like healthy snack bars and studios and all this stuff but nobody really close that could be like go and do it it'll be fine uh so yeah it was kind of like the inkling was there the inclination but the redundancy definitely just kind of forced me to yeah (laughs) do you think that you would have eventually made the decision to go off on your own or, or did you think that you needed that kind of push to be like I definitely needed it (laughs) yeah I was terrified yeah I was so terrified and because it just wasn't part of my world really um yeah definitely needed that push definitely needed um some really great like business buddies around me saying come on like you know it'll be fine and I think that was crucial really in the early stages just having coffees with the business owners that I had met through my job um and just being like hey this is what I'm doing now you know what's it like to run your own business and then having those people be my cheerleaders really yeah definitely so you think that was a really big part of overcoming that fear of starting on your own definitely yeah yeah we did an interview I did an interview with Gabrielle Laura I can't remember what episode it is but she is a coach for coaches and she helps um she was talking about how there's two different types of entrepreneurs, like ones that can just like get thrown into the fire and they just figure it out. And then ones who have to kind of, you know, plan, um, you know, save up money and do all of that stuff. I was one that was just like quit my job and just kind of went for it. Um, but that's just how I am personally. But sometimes I feel like when things like you get let go of a job um, or, you know, you kind of have these circumstances that happen to you. I like to think of them as a sign from the universe to be like, okay, you weren't going to take the leap. So I'm just going to do it for you. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you'll never be ready. You'll never, ever be ready. That's the biggest lie. No, it's so true. Yeah. I think I, I like to think of myself as a fairly spontaneous person, but I do definitely sometimes struggle with that feeling of security. So, I mean, like, if we're going to get into star signs, I'm a Capricorn rising. So, like, I need to, I need to prove a concept. So, yeah, thanks, universe, for giving me the nudge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, how now, where you are in your business, how is everything going? Are you loving it? Are you loving the clients you're working with? What does your business structure kind of look like now? Yes, I adore everything about my business. I honestly couldn't be happier. I spend 50% of my time at the moment working with consultancy clients and 50% of my time with coaching clients or kind of on my coaching business. So um, 
the consultancy clients. I mean, I'm currently working with a hand sanitizer brand. Um, I've recently done like a really nice combo of consultancy work and coaching with an amazing like um, holistic health specialist. So for her, this is a really good example, I guess, of kind of explaining a bit of what I do um, as a whole. So with her, I did like an audit and recommendation. So, you know, what's working well, what's not working so well, where are all of the opportunities? Um, and then, you know, explain to her what all of that means and what impact it should have on her business. Um, and then having some coaching sessions with her. So just picking a few of the modules from my one-to-one -one program and teaching her about hashtags creating a hashtag spreadsheet for her, you know, all of those things that can be so easily missed and they actually collectively have such a huge impact. Um, yeah. On your business as a whole. That's so interesting. That's amazing. So what would you say are the top few things that people that are big opportunities that you find people are missing um, in marketing? Uh, I mean, if we just start with Instagram marketing, um, yeah, as a starting point, Instagram marketing is a huge part of what I do and what I help people with. Uh, I think to start off with definitely, you know, a strategy, understanding the different types of posts, the different types of content and, uh, you know, how to create them. So how to use Canva, um, how to create even things like carousels you know the different types of content rather than just posting images like beautiful images on their own as a static post filling up your feed no longer really works no longer works in the way it used to it's all now about creating multifaceted content you know mixing up the beautiful images of you and other things, but also creating educational posts and creating the carousels and the reels and video. I mean, video is so huge. I would say that's a massive missed opportunity for a lot of people. And I understand that a big reason why people don't do video is because it terrifies them. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big thing that I help people with. It's kind of like saying, Hey, grab my hand. I'm going to take you through this step-by-step -step of how to promote yourself online um how to do it in your own way so my thing is strategy plus intuition equals magic because you know i'm not one of these marketing coaches that says follow my method to a t and you're going to make six figures that's that's not who i am it's finding out how the person works as an individual what makes them tick what their own values are and bringing all of that out and allowing that all to shine um, but yeah. yeah, also kind of saying, grab my hand and let's do this together. Like I'm going to cheer, be cheering you on because I really want to see you on Instagram stories. I want to see you making IGTVs and I know it's really scary, but you can do it because when I first did it, I was terrified. Yeah. Like I'm an introvert. I don't love or didn't used to love like putting myself out there. I'd never be the first one to put my hand up at school. I'd, I'd hate doing presentations at uni. So I know exactly what it's like to be almost like paralyzed by the fear of it, just want to hide away. <laughs> and so because I've overcome that, I mean, it's still a journey for sure, but I now love jumping on the stories. I love creating reels and all the things. 
So I love working with people and I guess really helping them with that confidence transformation as well as all of the strategy. Yeah. And I think what you said too about the intuitive marketing, it's so important because there's so much out there of like, you should do this and you should do that. And this is how I do it. So you should follow along. And this is what I tell my clients and how we run our business as well is doing what feels right. Like just because everyone's on clubhouse or everyone's on TikTok, like what works for you and what's going to not stress you out and allow you to show up authentically. So like clubhouse and TikTok, like I'm not going to show up on TikTok. I'm just not, I can't possibly add another platform to my repertoire of marketing that we're doing right now. So (laughs) I'm just not going to do it. I know it's like the whole big thing that's going on, but I just, I physically can't because there's not enough time in my day. And I also am not a consumer on that platform. I don't have a TikTok. I will never have a TikTok. Mm -hmm. Don't want to waste my time on another social media. So it's important to like know, show up authentically and how you would and how you consume content, because that's what's going to make it easier for you to create things. So um, I just want to touch on what you were um, talking about, um, you know, getting over the fact of being on video. This is something that I hear all the time. I tell the girls in my uh, coaching platform, like show up on stories, show your face, um, because people want to see who's behind the brand. They want to connect with you personally. Um, So what are some things that you did to get over um, video and what are some things that you, tips that you give your clients to like showing up? So if someone's listening to this right now and they're like, "Uh, I am not going to show up on Instagram stories. I really want to, but I don't know what to do. Like what's your best tips for them? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So best tips are every time you post on your grid, share it in your stories and then pop on camera and just ad lib about what that post is. That's a really good starting point to just give it a go. Like so simple. Okay, I've just posted on my grid, educating people about X. Now I'm gonna share it and go, hey guys, you know, I just shared this post on my grid. I just wanted to blah, blah, blah. Like you just then say it again in your own words because some people love to read uh, captions they, they're fine with a long caption. That's how they consume a lot of content. But others consume a lot of their content through listening to stories. They can't be bothered to read. So you really do have to not only show up on video because that is the most powerful way to create an emotional connection in almost real time, but you have to be creating content different ways that different people consume it. <laughs> and the way I got over it is I so I decided I wanted to start marketing coaching last summer and I hired a marketing coach to help me to do that because I had no idea how to package up my skills and experience into coaching programs like I just had no idea and so I got really clear on the fact that I wanted to work with someone who had um, been on the same journey as me so someone that was had a marketing background and now does coaching. I didn't, I just personally didn't want to work with a general business coach. I wanted someone super specific that really got me and my niche. And yeah, having a coach made me do it. I was ready to do it and I was scared. 
but having her there being like I haven't seen you on stories today or this week or whatever like gave me a real nudge and then getting feedback okay like yes love that love what you said perhaps you could add this next time and just all of the all of the encouragement as well as the strategy really yeah and yeah the first time I jumped and I was like oh I feel so cringe and I kept thinking about all like my close friends watching me and just dying inside (laughs) and then I just I flipped my mindset and this is actually something that I did on my own without anyone telling me I was like right you just need to get a grip and accept the fact that Instagram stories is a crucial part of my business like my business uh strategy and the key to my business success I have to use this as a business tool and not think about what my friends are thinking like screw them yeah <laughs> and anyone, I love them yeah and anyone that just would never happen like your friends aren't like that like my best friend she's always commenting like messaging me like oh my god love this and stuff like that so you <laughs> yeah. your initial time you're like what are they gonna think and you realize quickly that they're usually the number one supporters and anyone who doesn't mm. is just projecting an insecurity that they have onto you. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And it's just, you know, leaving money on the table, you know, we right now, Instagram is still free. Um, so why not use it to get the word out and connect really with your ideal clients? Yeah. Um, okay. I love that. So as far as I kind of want to talk about just creating, um, content and content that's authentic. So getting back to that soulful marketing purpose led what, so I know a lot of our clients, they are like, I don't want to talk about myself. Like I'd rather be helping my clients. Like the marketing aspect to them is like, the worst thing that they could possibly do, like their least favorite time uh, to spend their time for their business. So as far as creating content and showing up authentically that actually converts your audience, what are some tips that you have for people to creating um, and implementing that? Mm. Yeah, I want to start off by saying I completely understand. I think it kind of goes hand in hand with the fear of talking on stories it's the fear of yeah visibility of being judged um of it feeling potentially egotistical because you don't you don't want to be the face of your brand you just don't want to do your thing and you want to help people but um people buy from people and I'm sure you've all heard that so many times I feel like I say it all the time I could say it until I'm blue in the face but it's just so true you have to um, put yourself out there so that people can get the same feeling and vibes and sense of you as they do as if you were going to have a, a business meeting. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you have to warm them up, invite them in, make them feel welcomed and tell them about yourself so that they can make that initial judgment. And quite often it's a subconscious judgment. It's like, you know, do I like this person or not? Do they see, am I vibing with them? Like, you know, if they've seen this big, smiley, warm image of you on the homepage, like within the, the first, like the top fold, immediately it's like this conscious tick, you know? And then a video, oh my gosh, they can actually vibe with your body language and your voice and your energy. It's 
it's everything it's absolutely crucial um and the way to create authentic kind of personal branding content is to get really clear on your your purpose and your mission and your vision and all of that big stuff alongside the day-to-day -day, okay you know if i have a session with a client this is what i want them to achieve the transformation a to b but also like the bigger purpose stuff like the bigger stuff for me is to empower women to lead their businesses into the highest version of themselves i want to work well i am working towards um supporting women to make more money to close that gender pay gap like all of this big stuff is so so important to me and if i'm not talking about it then it just seems quite it can sometimes kind of fall on deaf ears feel a little bit kind of flat but when you get to the real core of who you are and what makes you tick and the difference you want to make in the world that's when your people resonate like it is like a magnet because there are so many other people that have similar values to you out there that want to find someone like you no matter what you do whether you're a marketing coach or a web designer or whatever if you're sharing the deeper things underneath the you know the other stuff that is really really powerful to um attract attract your dream clients essentially yeah, definitely. And I think it's hard. Well, people, a lot of us have imposter syndrome, obviously, because there's, you know, every market is saturated, but the best way to stand out online is to show yourself. It's to show mm -hmm. your personality, what it's like working with you, transformations that have happened um, while working with you specifically. And that's really what's going to make you stand out. So um, another question about that is as far as omnipresent marketing so not just marketing on instagram but marketing on multi-faceted channels so podcast and blog and um you know pinterest and all the other ways some people can get really caught up in just instagram and like what you yeah like creating content for instagram mm -hmm. so how and, and then you feel overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, I have to create content for all these different platforms. So I want to mm -hmm. talk about batch creating and um, crossing over your content. So how you could take one Instagram post or one blog post and make it into like a week or two weeks worth of content. Yeah. Yes. So I totally agree with what you said um, not long ago about just choosing the platforms that feel good to you. Don't try and master TikTok if you don't use it. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I don't use it as a consumer. So why would I try and master it? Like as a business account, yeah. same with Clubhouse. Honestly, I just haven't had the time or the inclination to want to throw myself into that. So I'm not going to worry about it. So just pick the key ones that work for you. You know, once you've got really clear on your niche and where your dream clients hang out online, focus on those. So it could be Instagram and then really important to set up your email newsletters because, of course, you don't own your Instagram um, community that could, you know, God forbid, but that could just get wiped at any time. Stuff happens. So you want to be catching people in your email list and be communicating with them there. Um, obviously, you want to have your website nailed. And I always say that those are the three absolute like musts right at the beginning. Um, and then in terms of repurposing, 
So you can come up with one idea. Um, for example, the fear of visibility, if I took that as an example, um, I could brainstorm about all of the different, if we start off with Instagrams, brainstorm about all of the different Instagram posts I could create. So I could create a static um, post um, with a picture of, or let's say a carousel, picture of me now, and then a picture of me say five years ago. And I could talk about my story of like going from real, real fear of visibility all the way through to doing what I'm doing now to get myself out there. And then I could come up with some affirmations around fear of visibility, create that as a static post, maybe just one affirmation or a list of them in a static post. Or I could create a reel and, you know, be pointing on the screen to different affirmations or be writing them down on paper and be flicking through them. There's so many different things. Um, and then I could share a client testimonial or case study, someone that I've helped get over the fear of visibility. And you can see where this is going. There are so many different ways you can create Instagram content. And then, okay, I have an email newsletter. Say I send one hour once a week. I have a look at what I've created for Instagram and then write something in slightly longer form for my email newsletter and just shake it up a little bit. So, you know, create an, uh, an intro section for my email, potentially use a GIF in there, like just tweak all of the things that suit the email um, platform. Um, and yeah, use the same stuff. So if I created five posts on Instagram for the week, I could just include the information that I've shared there in long form email newsletter. Um, and then say I've got blogs on my website, write a blog about it. But it's like super similar because there's no point in spending tons of time to create different content for the different platforms. Definitely repurpose it because someone needs to see a message like more than once really for it to sink in properly. So it's almost like you're doing the same job as old school outdoor advertising. Like if I think about here in London, uh, prior to lockdown you'd be in the underground and you'd see the adverts like on the entrance to the underground and then in the tunnel and when you're actually on the train and then you see that everywhere and it's just everywhere on your journey as you're moving throughout the city it's the same kind of thing really yeah like you're, so true yeah hopefully your um audience has seen it at least once and then that message is really hitting home um and also people consume content in different ways so like I've said, some people will love reading a caption. Other people may love opening your email newsletter every time you send one out, but they're not so active on Instagram and things like that. Yeah. And that's so true. I think, you know, you, I know that we repurpose content. So I'll, we send out an email newsletter twice, uh, twice a month and every one is repurposed from Instagram and it's just added. We add links in there. We just make it longer form. And basically what I do is I look at what we've posted and decide and figure out what got the most traction. What am I feeling? What do I feel most connected to? And then repurpose it. And no one has ever been like, oh my God, you reused that. Like <laughs> people don't see it. You know, 10%, I think it's something like 10% of what you post on Instagram gets seen. Mm -hmm. So yeah. repurposing it is like, why would you try to do it again when you have all this mm -hmm. amazing content? 
and even going back like years, like sometimes I look back and like old podcast episodes and I'm like, wow, this is really great. We could totally reuse this for something and, um, you know, bring people back to old podcast episodes. So just so many different things, you know, if you're ever feeling stuck in creating content, Ooh, I have some questions for you on that. Actually, if you're ever feeling stuck on creating content, like go back and look at things that you've written, things you've created, um, past posts that have done really well and just repurpose them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's your, uh, do you have any tips for people who are feeling like kind of stuck in creating content? Yeah, I would say, um, if you haven't already create yourself some content pillars and I think lots of people have different ways of doing this. I don't get hung up on, Oh, well, they're saying like, you need to create them this way. And, you know, some people say, uh, educational, engaging, blah, blah, blah. I would say just jot down a list of things that encompass you and your business. So one pillar could be, um, all about me as a service provider, my values, my mission, how I help people, like all of that kind of stuff. And then the next could be, if I use myself as an example, because it's easiest, it could be um, visibility. And then another one could be um, content creation. And I basically kind of list out every, like, like I say, all of those core things that I offer as a service and all the core things that I help people with. And then brainstorm off those. So have a think about all of the ways you can educate people about those different things. If you're starting off with yourself, like do a, hey meet your meet your coach post and tell them about yourself your mission perhaps your story of setting up your business you know all of that stuff there's so much you can say about yourself make yourself do it treat your content as your business like really do look at it from like a bird's eye view try to be the ceo and not be the person in it that's being you know, potentially sometimes we can get a little bit too emotionally involved and overthink things. I have some clients not wanting to post half of their branding shoots because they hate the pictures. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't care if you hate that picture because I've seen it and it's beautiful and there's nothing wrong with it. So just get to it because it's going to promote your business. You know, just kind of really trying to make yourself push past those things. Um, so yeah, all of the different things you can educate people about. Don't be worried about sharing too much. You can never share too much in an Instagram post or on an email or anywhere because it's never the same as working with you, of course. Um, research. I always say get into the mindset of using your Instagram as a business tool. So make sure you're not following all of your friends and your business account. Make sure you're not, you know, you're only following people that are relevant to your business. And then say, like, start saving down posts that you love and then analyze it. Okay, why, why do I love following that person? Why do I love this post in particular? How has it made me feel? How has it been presented? All of the things and then use that as inspiration for your own. Never, ever try and recreate content, you know, uh, content that you don't resonate with or you don't love or you have to think about all of those ways that you consume content and recreate that because we are a, a mirror or our clients are a mirror of us we attract like you know people that are like us 
Yeah. So just do it our way and we'll attract our crowd. Yeah. I love that tip of, um, you know, why do I like this person? And like, what, why am I following this person? Cause I always have fear of sharing too much as far as like my personal life, but then the people that I love following are designers and agencies that share kind of behind the scenes and like their dogs and their mm -hmm. husbands and things like that. So I've been trying to show up like that because I know that I enjoy sharing, you know, intentional living and design in every aspect of your life and not just your business. So, um, I've just been trying to do that, but I was always going over the fear. Like nobody cares. People don't want to see that. But then when I <laughs> researched all the people that I love, it's like, Oh, well, I know they're two dogs and I know that they have, you know, have a husband and they got married two years ago and things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're, you know, you're obviously quite an open and, you know, yeah, an open person. So that's what you love discovering other people. Therefore, why would you not do it yourself? Right. I have a coaching client at the moment. She's a brand new nutritional therapist and she's not at all comfortable sharing anything about her personal life. She's not even comfortable really sharing that she's a, like a mum of three. So that's fine she's going to be or is already creating more educational content so yeah her page is going to be educating educating less of the lifestyle stuff because that's who she is and they are the types of accounts she follows so you know i'm all about supporting her with that i'm not going to be waving my finger and saying but you don't have an equal like content mix here and you're not doing enough um engaging or enough entertaining like if people if their personality it, you know, if they're not someone who likes lurking around, mucking around and doing silly reels, I'm not going to tell you to do it. Like, don't do it. Cause that's not you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I love that. And it's so true. It's like, there's ways to create content that you want to create content that gives a taste of what it's like working with you. So if you're not open and conversational and collaborative, then maybe you should make more educational types of um, content. However, if you are a little bit more open and working, like working with us, I like to say is like an extension of your design team, of your, of your team, basically. We're an extension of you. We're not an agency that you hire. So I am open. A lot of our conversations are about not just design, but about up leveling your business, like email marketing, um, client processes, things like that. So I like to share that content so people can get a little taste of that. Um, what it's actually like to work with us. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. Awesome. So, um, I just want to touch on one other subject, which is selling without being sleazy. And I think I already kind of know what you're going to say here. Um, <laughs> But I do think, and this is something my business coach is always telling me, like, share your offers, share your offers, share your offers, because it can seem redundant. Like, I know for me, it feels redundant. Like, why do I have to tell people what I do and how they can work with me when it's in my bio? Um, but I know it's really important. So I just want to know, like, your best tips or what your kind of take on selling versus just kind of like sharing information. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. I always say you want to empower their decision, empower people to make a decision as to whether they want to work with you or not. Um, rather than 
you know, it being like, feeling like a must, like I must get sales, I must convert these people into paying clients. It's like, um, give them the information that empowers them to make the decision. So also what I mean by that is I am personally less about, uh, less about pain points and more about, um, encouraging cheerleading and empowering them to make change so rather than being like you have this problem and i'm going to solve it it's like just making it feel a lot warmer and and making them feel seen heard and understood like perhaps you're feeling like this and that's cool do you know what absolutely fine and you can continue feeling like that like that's none of my business however if you want to up level if you want to get to the next step if you want support around this i'm here um yeah do you kind of like feel the difference it's it's about taking their hand and going hey let's do this together rather than making them feel really bad for the situation they're in um and i have a couple of different like a different couple of different ways i talk about sales i talk about like soft selling where you add your call to actions at the bottom of posts um you know have your links at the bottom of your emails it's it's um it's quite conversational and then oh and if you want more support around this this is what i offer or if you didn't already know these are the types of coaching offerings i have for you and then you've got your intentional selling which is much more kind of in your face really like hey i've opened up my coaching slots for the next month you can book here or i'm launching this program which is obviously going to be very intentional around selling you may have a period of a couple of weeks where you are non-stop talking about the service the offering the transformation you're providing and how they can book in and potentially putting deadlines on that you know you have to talk about about these things very frequently to get results so yes if you're launching a new program really do put in the work to create a launch strategy and lots of content around it you can't just post once or twice and expect results yeah um, i love that i love that because it's that's definitely how i ran probably the first two years of my business and now i have an amazing business coach her name's hannah nieves if anyone wants to look her up i'll um share with you her information. I have an amazing business coach who I now share all the information that she passes down to me, to my coaching clients. Um, but she is always talking about selling behind the scenes and, you know, selling in a way that feels right for you. And prior to this, it was kind of like, I didn't like selling. I didn't like doing like the launch thing. So I just kind of didn't really have a strategy and just kind of like threw things out there, hoping that they would stick. Um, but now we have a marketing coordinator that is helping me with things. We sell behind the scenes. So for example, we're launching, uh, I'm launching two group programs in July and we're creating content now for the next three months. That is a mixture of pretty much everything. It's kind of going to be a long launch, super casual, getting on the phone with people that I feel like might be a good fit and just kind of doing it more a way that is way more aligned with me versus like buy my program it's gonna transform your business which it 100 percent will but <laughs> i want to do it in a way that's aligned and connected where i can like you know really get to know the girls and the women that who are, are joining the program so i think that 
again, which is basically what we've been talking about this whole time is like creating a strategy, but also one that feels good and easy for you. So for example, like we're trying to put together content for this whole quarter and I did it today and I have work done pretty much all of April because it's just like works for me. It feels great. I know who I'm speaking to. I know who my ideal client is. Um, so it's just always being authentic and purpose-led and, and true to yourself and your mission. Yeah. And, and all I want to add to that is like, you are creating this really lovely warm feel good community online like treat them as if they are your friends obviously keep your boundaries <laughs> you don't want to friend zone all of your potential clients but <laughs> like for me i i have i've always been really good at creating relationships in business and that that serves me well i'm not all like i wasn't all of a sudden going to go do you know what i'm I'm not going to act like the person I am, like in partnership meetings, and I'm going to show up as this like um, cold caller, you know, someone who hassles people. No, just be yourself. Show up like you would do in a business meeting. Just be your lovely normal self and communicate your offerings and the transformation effectively in lots of different ways. Yeah, and seek support. You know, you've got your business coach. I work with my marketing coach. I have various other different types of coaching going on in the background like if you feel like it's just too overwhelming definitely just seek the support it, it doesn't you don't need to do it all on your own no definitely not that's been the biggest game changer for me is hiring um either you can hire a coach like yourself to kind of help you implement all those things um and or find someone that can um you know execute your vision because that was something that I realized was I'm a visionary. I have all these ideas. I know what my audience wants. I have all these ideas. It's actually executing it that mm -hmm. I'm not good at because I have 1000 million other things on my plate <laughs> to do. So yeah. just having that recognition and knowing, but also not putting it on the back burner, like content creation and marketing is, I think Marie Forleo says this is the lifeblood of your business. You could have the best programs ever, but if you are not marketing them and creating content that generates people off of your platforms and onto your website, then there's no point in having your business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, Liz, thank you so much. This has been so amazing. Can you tell us how we can connect with you, how we can continue to work with you or how we can work with you and how we can continue to connect with you? <laughs> Yes, I would love to chat with you all on Instagram. My handle is Liz Spears Marketing and my website is lizspearsmarketing.com. So very easy. Um, you can book in with like a, an intensive with me and then I'm really excited to launch my first ever group program really soon. So if you're interested in either of those, come and have a chat. Yeah, that's awesome. So what's your group program going to be? Is it going to be like coaching? Um, marketing or what's that what's that gonna look like yeah it's gonna have a heavy focus on Instagram marketing so if you want to learn how to use Instagram as a business tool learn how to actually create your own unique strategy create content and all the rest of it then that's for you um, there'll also be some amazing guest expert modules where you'll learn about funnels email marketing copywriting we even have um, 
this incredible modern astrologer who's going to be incorporating a little bit of astrology and kind of typical business planning yeah so you'll learn how to plan your business around your monthly cycle but also the moon cycles if that's something that tickles your fancy so (laughs) yes um yeah lots of online instagram content creation based yeah um, modules Oh, I love that. I'm so curious about who those guest experts are. I'm going to have to message you. <laughs> um, okay, awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. Um, I will link all of Liz's um, information in the show notes, but thank you, Liz, so much for being here today. This has been so great. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Olivia Silvestro, the owner and brand guru at Current Design Studio. We are a brand and website design studio for coaches and wellness businesses. So we specialize in creating impact-driven brands and websites that convert your visitors into high-paying clients. So if this is your first time here, thank you so, so much for being here. To my OG listeners, love you, thank you. And of course, as always, if you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps me out more than you know. I will see you in the next episode.